Welcome to Cornerstone, a podcast by Rebuild Fellowship. On today's episode, Pastor Chuck will continue his message, which is titled Strength to Love. This is the second message in his broader Bear Fruit series. This message focuses on the importance of unity within the church. The text for this message is 1 Corinthians 5, verses 14 through 21. So if you have your Bibles, please turn to 1 Corinthians right now as we join in with Pastor Chuck. So we want to be singular in his faith and in his mission. As Ephesians 4 states, he says, Paul, the Apostle Paul says, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you, listen, urge you, urge you to walk, to go forth in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain, listen, the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Why? Because there is one body, one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. In other words, your God bad. Ain't nobody better than your God. And so we shall walk behind him and say, can't touch me. You gotta get, sometimes you got to get your MC hammer on and tell the enemy, you can't touch me. Tell that unforgiveness, you can't touch me. Tell that fear, you can't touch me. Tell that doubt, tell that unbelief, you can't touch me. Are you not entertained? <laughs> Have I not been entertaining enough for you today? Many, and I mean many centuries before Dr. King would put on display how to stand and stand, stand in and stand for Christ, there was another famous letter from another man of faith provided for us in the Bible known as the book of 2 Corinthians. This serves as a helpful resource for us to have the strength to love and to understand how we can be that type of love movement for Christ here in the earth, which is for our good, but most importantly, for our glory. And that power, the power of that witness or movement is displayed when we can show that in Christ we have joy in the midst of suffering, peace in the midst of pain, favor in the midst of famine, and abiding love in the face of apathy and hate. Help us God. Yes, sister, help us God. And that display can lead others to fall in love with Jesus too. Oh, let us not be selfish with Jesus' family. Let us not be selfish with the Lord and his strength and his love and his peace and whatever else he wants to offer us. That truly in Christ and in Christ alone, we do have the strength to love. So the question on the table, my brothers and sisters, is this. With all that we have, ex- have faced and experienced in the last 12 months, do we still have what Dr. King wrote about, the strength to love? Family, that question, with all that we faced and experienced, In the last 12 months specifically, do we still have the strength to love? If you heard that question and you answered yes, if we answered yes as a church in Christ, we strive to be this love movement in Durham and the surrounding communities to the ends of the world, then the question now becomes how? You answer yes. Yes, pastor, yes. I hear you, Holy Spirit, yes. I still have the strength to love. I still have the strength to make a difference here in the earth. I still have the strength to go forth in your power, in your love, in your wisdom, in your mercy, in your grace. Yes, Jesus, I still say yes to you. The question is how? 
In the midst of so much anger, bitterness, hatred, joy, evil, and darkness, how do we do this? And listen, that question applies to you whether you're a Christian or not. How? With everything I'm seeing on the teletube, how do I, how do, I do this? How do I love in the midst of so hatred? Every time I click on Twitter, every time I click on this, somebody is getting on my nerves. How? Well, the Holy Spirit taught the Apostle Paul and allowed him to provide us with some insight to be able to accomplish this. We as disciples of Jesus Christ are called to bear fruit in keeping with being ministers of reconciliation as well. We first learned how to bear fruit in keeping with repentance, and today we're going to learn how to bear fruit in keeping with the ministry of reconciliation that God has called us to, what Dr. King and others strive to do as they leaned into the teachings and the spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ. So if you're at 2 Corinthians, go to chapter 5. As you go into 2 Corinthians chapter 5, if you're one of the cool kids and you got your e-Bibles or you're a little old school like me and you got your tree Bibles, you know, you can click and scroll or turn there. However you, if, you, if you need to use your table of contents, that's what it's there for. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what it's there for. They don't need to be private like, I don't know what it is. Open up the table of contents the first place. It'll tell you exactly what page is on there and just roll on over there. Amen. Because some people, like, when you get in church, they're like, man, I don't know, you hear, you like, the saints be turning pages, and you think you can't, and it, and it locks you up. It really locks you up. So I want to invite you not to be locked up. Just go to the table of contents. Ain't no shame. <laughs> Ain't no shame in it. Go to the table of contents. It'll help you right there. Right? Let me give you a quick recount of Corinthians, the church at Corinth. It was messy. It was a lot of mess going on in the church in Corinth. If you ever read that, you ain't got to worry about no general hospital. You ain't got to worry about no Gray's Anatomy. You ain't got to worry about whatever, uh, 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 what was the one I used to watch all the time? The Young and the Restless. You ain't got to worry about all them other ones. Yes, I used to watch The Young and the Restless. I grew up as a child in the 80s, grew up in there. My wife blinking at me. Yes, I'm going to tell my truth. Whether she like it or not this morning, I'm going to tell my truth. That Victor Newman was something else. That, everybody watch Young and see the old school saints right there. Watch it right there. Y'all know about smooth Victor Newman, the richest man in Genoa City, boy. That joker was bad, won't it? And like, oh, it was some mess going on there. And it looked like if there was a church, that was what Corinthians would look like. That's what Corinthians would look like. They had sexual immorality going on. Incest going on. A lot of infighting was going on. The saints filing lawsuits against the saints. Always a whole host of stuff that was going on in Corinthians. So much so, it grieved the Apostle Paul online family, grieved him so much that he took a visit there, and the Apostle Paul said it was a painful visit. He had to go set order. He had to go make sure, and listen, listen, y'all are out of step with the teachings and spirit of Jesus Christ, what are y'all doing? And sometimes I look at us as the church at large and I'm looking like, what are we doing? There's so much infighting on Twitter. 
oh, this, this person speaking out against this pastor. This, I mean, we, ain't, no, ain't no love going on in there. We just finding ways to spew hate and evil at everybody. And I'm looking like, what is the Lord thinking about us? Lord, let us have a disagreement in church. Somebody ain't coming back no more. Here's what I learned about the church. People vote with their feet. We talking about this election cycle we've been in. Folks voting. Let me tell you how people vote in the church, mother. This is how people vote. They vote with their feet. They give you the little finger, and then they get up and walk on out. That's the way they give their vote of approval here at any church. First of all, if they were paying tithes offerings, they withdraw that first. The second thing they do is they say, okay, I'm just going to go Jay leaning back, so that means I must need to stop right there because... Because that's, that's what we do. Instead of us finding ways to, like the Reverend Al Green says, stay together, we find ways to disconnect from each other. And for some reason, we think Jesus did us wrong because of imperfect people. What did Jesus do because so-and-so didn't want to love you like I taught them to? That's not my fault. That's their fault. But I'm still gracious and merciful to them because I want to bring them back just like I want to bring you back. I didn't die to leave them out there, nor did I die to leave you out there. So here it is, the church's message. So he went there the first time. It was a painful visit. It was so bad, Joy, it was so bad, Christy, it got to the point, watch this, where they started to say, this man fake. He ain't no real apostle. We don't need to listen to him. Here come these other preachers. Here comes these other uh, 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 teachers of a doctrine, or supposedly the doctrine of Christ, right? Here they come looking all good. They taller. They a little bit more fancier. They a little bit more clean cut. And they coming in and they trying to preach this gospel. And then all of a sudden, folks start to flock towards them. Does it sound like the church today? Oh, anybody come with a word? Anybody come with a word to say you're coming out? Anybody come with a word to say you're going to get a new house, a new car? All you got to do is this. All you got to do is give this offering. All you got to do is this, this. They were teaching a doctrine of foolishness. And when you don't know your word, you can get sucked up in a doctrine of foolishness. And so when the Apostle Paul was coming to remind them of this, listen, no, 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 no. You have been acquainted with the truth. You know the true gospel. So these, because they come up with these pretty faces, they do all that type of stuff, don't fall for the counterfeit. Oh, that might be a word in and of itself. I think some of us in this season have been falling for the counterfeit. Oh, it looks pretty. Oh, but the Bible says the enemy can present himself as an angel of light. Don't fall for the counterfeit. And the only way you're going to know the difference is you got to get in the lights. You got to get in the light. You got to have a spirit of teaching because that's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to come steal, kill, and destroy. So he's saying, listen, 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 I'm coming back, right, because I love you. Hey, watch this. The Apostle Paul, he, 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 he planted this church, and he said, listen, I don't want to be away from y'all. So he writes this second letter, and it's full of compassion. It's full of this tone and tenor of reconciliation. 
and saying, uh-uh, this ought not to be so. I know what Christ did for me. I know what he did for you. And we should not be apart. Right? What do they do in color purple? I'm giving y'all some, I, I, I guess because it's MLK week, I'm, I'm, I'm like this extreme black mode today. Forgive me, my white brothers and sisters. But it's like the color purple. If you never watched it, I ask you to go watch it, my white brothers and sisters, if you never watched it. But it's this part in there where the two sisters are coming together, say, me and you must. There you go. There, my family. Ain't no ocean. Keep my. The Apostle Paul said, ain't no ocean, ain't no sea. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. That's right, I want to give you a little joy in your soul today. This is a heavy topic, but I'm going to give you a little joy today. Watch this, watch this. The Apostle Paul said, said nothing, Jess, nothing. Nothing's going to keep me away from you. Just like Jesus displayed on the cross that nothing was going to keep me away from him in like manner as an apostle in the Lord's church, as a servant of the Lord's church, there's nothing that's going to keep me away from you. And I love you, and I don't want the enemy to get his hold on you. So I'm writing this letter, even though you're mad at me, I still love you. So here we are, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, here we go, verse, pick me up, verse 14, here we go. For the love of Christ controls us, because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. He died for all that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Verse 17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Somebody say, I'm in Christ and I'm new. Somebody say, somebody, somebody remind yourself of that truth. Go on, go on, touch your head, touch your heart. Touch and say, say, I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. Watch this. He says, the old has passed away. Say, bye, old. Don't even look back. Just wave back. Go like this. Say, bye, old. The old has passed away. Behold, there's new. Everybody ready for your new season? Let me bring Israel in here. It's a new season. It's a new day. A fresh anointing flowing my way. It's a season of, and what? It's a new season. And where is it coming? It's coming to me. I want you to get that on your mind. It's a new season, family. It's a new day. A fresh anointing with the strength of love that's flowing our way. It's a season of power and soul prosperity. Beloved, above all things, I pray that you would be in good health and prosper as your soul prospers. Oh, it's a season of soul prospering. It's a new season coming, watch this, to we. Oh, when you get a hold of the gospel, you'll realize that me now transforms to we. When you truly get in his teachings and spirits, you'll realize that me now turns to we. Talk about that another time. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Let me just flow. Let me just flow. He says, watch this, verse 18, all this is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself and what gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, everybody got it. It ain't about no title in the church. 
You got the ministry of reconciliation whether you want it or not. You got the ministry of reconciliation. You a minister. Raise your hand online. Raise your, somebody type it in the chats wherever you are. Right here in the Raise your hand. I'm a minister. If you saved and you've been redeemed and washed in the blood of the Lamb, you ain't got no choice. It's not optional. Verse 19, that is in Christ, God was reconciling the world. Watch this, the world. Not just you, not just your little church. He was reconciling the whole entire world to himself. Not, listen, listen to the beauty of this. Not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. He hasn't dealt with us as our sins deserve. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of our God. And that's where we'll stop and pause for today. Thank you for taking your time with us today. If you would like to learn more about our church or have us pray for you in any way, you can find us at www. Dot rebuildchurch.com. That is www.rebuildchurch.com. Our church meets in Durham, North Carolina, and if you're looking for a church to attend, we'd love to have you join us. We meet weekly at 10 a.m. on Sunday, and you can find more details about what to expect and where we are on our website. You can also find our full services on our YouTube channel. Please join us on our next episode as Pastor Chuck continues his message called Strength to Love.